You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here with another episode. I'm down at the Oklahoma Sport Hall. <laughs> Never mind, it's been a long day. I'm down at the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame with Lauren. Hi, how you doing? Doing well. Um, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, um, anytime. This is, this is really cool. I love the spot and love like you know just everything that's in here. You spend hours in here just looking at stuff and yeah. reading stories and learning about people. But um, obviously, you know, with Jim Thorpe is the center of everything down here. So yeah, that's really really cool. You know, just to do what you guys do. And I know you're in a new location now, down mm-hmm. at the ballpark, which is much better, I think, than the previous location. It really is. And I've only been with the organization for just this year, and I was brought on to help build out this new space at the ballpark last January, February. But from what I've heard, being at the place off of Lincoln. Foot traffic wasn't great. We'd get people to come in for events, but it wasn't really that tourist destination we wanted to be. And since being down here in the ballpark, our foot traffic has increased at least threefold, and we still get to use the event space. And it's really cool to see just the different types of people that come around. Mm -hmm. So local people who live here who've never been to OKC, and then we get people from all over the world. You know, random people will come in from you know, Adelaide, or you'll have lots of European visitors, and you're like, hey, what's up? How'd you find yeah. us? How'd you end up here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really cool, because Bricktown, like, everyone seems to come to Bricktown. I remember when my parents come to town, like, oh, we want to go to Bricktown. Like, mm-hmm. why? Yeah. Right? You know, it's just like, really? Um, and it's, it's gotten cooler over the oh, years, yeah. but yeah, growing up here, I've been here most of my life, and it's cool to see how it's evolved. And now it's a place you actually want to go and be at where uh, before 10 years ago, you were like, "Uh, well, I guess if there's, you know, a game or if I have to go to the convention center, I'll go to Bricktown. Definitely. Like I was down here a couple of weekends ago, went to Fuzzies and then Marble Slab. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, this place, it was slammed. It was a nice day, but it was like there was people everywhere. And definitely like it's definitely good for you guys with the foot traffic because and also now you're on the route for the... um, streetcar as well you're on that which is a huge plus for you guys yeah and it's been awesome and being attached to the ballpark so especially during baseball season we just get so many people in here and if they come for games we're like hey we're a free museum you're welcome to walk through and we've got the balcony to see the ballpark and it was really cool to see them this year this winter redo the field and Mm -hmm. the whole process they had to do with adding new drainage and sprinkler systems so it's really nice to be able to be involved and know what's going on in the city when we're in it right how did you get involved with this stuff i mean you said you just started a year ago how did you get into i mean you're obviously a big sports fan yeah and i did museum studies as my major in college i graduated from uco and I was at a museum up in Kingfisher before this. Um, there's, a, there's a museum in Kingfisher? Is yeah, really? the Chisholm Trail Museum. <laughs> yeah. okay. and Sorry, it's awesome. everybody listening. I have it's, no idea. <laughs> it's cool. We've got a historic site out there um, okay. in the Governor Say Mansion, which is a, the historic mansion out cool. there. And it was cool, but it was just that time they were looking for a new director. I was interim director for nine months. And there was just kind of a shift with everyone happening there. And I was like, okay, well, I'll look for a new job if, you know, the internship and the um, directorship doesn't work out. And I was looking on Oklahoma Museum Association website. They've got their job list. And I came across this one. I'm like, that fits everything I like to do, you know, exhibit build-outs, curatorship. I'm like, moving to Bricktown. So I jumped in at the right time. And 
it was, I think, supposed to be kind of a temporary thing just to help build out the space, and they've kept me on ever since, so I'm glad for them for You're that. You're doing a yeah. good job then, clearly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's like, sweet, I will stay on as long as you guys want to have me. So. Right. So you grew up in Oklahoma? I did, yeah. I was born in Denver, but I moved here when I was three, so I've okay. been here better part of 20 plus years. Yeah. And do you play sports growing up? I did. I played a little bit of everything. So, you know, soccer, basketball, I did gymnastics and tumbling for most of it. And then, um, volleyball in high school. And then I switched to orchestra. So I went from okay. sports to the music field. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, don't, I fast, I'm fascinated with people who tumble because it, mm -hmm. I just don't, yeah. I mean, the OU is really good at it. Yeah. You oh, my, yeah, my sister's at OU, and she goes to a lot of the gymnastics meets, and I've yet to get to one this year. But, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And just you and, saying, they, and they, they're not very expensive to get into, right? Or yeah, not really. Free. Yeah. yeah, and especially for students, they do discount tickets, but I'm like, I really need to get down there. And yeah. with Shannon Miller and Bart Connor, who are in the Hall of Fame, um, as well as Nadia Komenich, you know, they have their gymnastics academy down there. So it's this huge mecca for gymnastics. We're like in, you know, little yeah. Oklahoma, so it makes us really right. proud. We love it. Yeah, so, so you kind of got this job, you dove in, and then now you learn all this stuff about, you know, sports. Mm -hmm. How was that first experience? Was it kind of overwhelming? Um, not really. I've enjoyed it, and my focus was on East Asian history in college, but really if you're doing the museum side of things, it all kind of intertwines, but just seeing how important and how big sports are in Oklahoma, you grow up and you know Bedlam and you know, you know, Energy FC and the Thunder, but seeing the impact that so many other people have had has been really, really neat. And just getting to meet so many people mm -hmm. since it is a Hall of Fame, you know, most museums are, you know, put the oldest stuff you can on display and no one's ever related or linked to it because yeah. they're long gone. But here most everyone's living so they can come in and actually see their stuff and it's contemporary history which is really cool to me yeah yeah that's and i know i think a couple of years ago um scott Plank was in right mm -hmm. and yeah i saw his his bags over here and his stuff and you know you if you probably go out to oak tree anytime you're going to see him on the range hitting golf balls so yep. it's, like i said it's kind of cool to to still have those people around you know yeah. to, to, to kind of um relate to them and what they're doing now and what they've done and yeah, I think that with art as well, go back to like history and, and mm -hmm. museum and stuff. You're, it's always like, you know, if you're an artist, your stuff's never famous until you die. Kind exactly, of thing, you yeah, know? <laughs> um, for sure. But no, this is such a cool space. You don't really get to see yourself come into prominence. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah 300 years later, and then right. your stuff gets sold at auction, you know? Uh -huh. So is everybody, everybody who's in here isn't, I mean, it's just people who've done things in Oklahoma as well as Oklahomans, right? Which is really cool. Yeah, so we've got a mix. It's just anyone who's contributed to the sports culture in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, so they could have been born here or they may have just went to college here or have managed sports teams here. Mm -hmm. So we've got a little bit of everybody, which is neat. So it pulls people from all across the country. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite sport or a favorite kind of fan person that you kind of just... Uh, I definitely you? Shannon Miller and Bart Connor, anyone in gymnastics, just since yeah. that's what I did for most of my sports when I was younger. Um, and I had met them maybe once or twice previously, but they would have, you know, no clue anymore. I'd be like, Hey, I was, yeah. you know, one little kid who really looked up to you guys walking through a fan signing, but, and Matt Hoffman's pretty awesome. I um, want to meet him. I've tried to get him on the podcast. Oh like, yeah, I, would, I played his video games growing up. Like, yeah, just and like, that's the thing you know. for you know anyone who's of you know millennial age. Yeah. 
he really was that sports icon that we grew up with oh, yeah. and totally ushered in that new age um, versus, you know, old football guys or old basketball guys. So he's definitely that new wave. And he's really cool. He is great. He comes to a lot of our events and he yeah. goes to the leadership luncheons we have. And, yeah, he's around yeah. all the time. He's really involved. Yeah, I, I want to get to know him because, like I said, growing up playing those games, you know, those I mean, that was kind of like when PlayStation first came out. Mm -hmm. It was like one of the big games. It was him and obviously Tony Hawk's skateboard game. Yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah, it takes you back. So you guys have a lot of events down here. Mm -hmm. Tell me about some of the events and some of like the big, what's like your biggest event of the, mo of the month, biggest event of the year? Is that like the induction? Yeah, the induction ceremony. Okay. And that's coming up in August, August 12th. And okay. we have that at the Riverwind Casino at their theater. And that's the induction for all of the 2019 Hall of Famers. And that's Kendall Cross, Patty Gasso, Lou Henson, Mike Moore, Will Shields, Mickey Tettleton, and Bob Stoops. And yeah. Bob Stoops is really kind of the biggest one out of that group. They're yeah. all extremely important, but that's the main name people are going to know right. and come well, for. Well, Patty, too, is the uh, she's the softball coach, right? Yep. And, yeah. I mean, rock star. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, she's won how many now? Oh, gosh. So many. So many. And just, you hear Bob Stoops is a big name, but yeah, a lot of these other people have had equally as important contributions, yeah. but it's good to just get their name out there and, you know, show the importance of right. other sports too. How do you go about like picking the inductees? We have a big running list and okay. every year we have a selection committee who votes on it um, and they have discussions. And just because someone might get nominated, it has to be an outside nomination. Um, but just because they get nominated, they might not make it in the first year, but they're always on our watch list. So okay. it may just be, you know, the next time it comes around and, you know, you kind of pick based off of if there's any major events going on or if there's like an anniversary of someone coming up. But mm -hmm. it's more or less, I wouldn't say random exactly, um, but we try to keep it as non-biased as possible. Yeah. Yep. And it, do you induct like a, just a certain amount every year? Yeah, we do anywhere like six to eight. So just that okay. handful. Yeah. So not like in, like 15 people at once. Yeah, yeah, that'd be like a three-hour-long induction. It'd be really cool if we yeah. did. But yeah, if someone you know didn't make it this year, next year they probably would. Okay. So did you go to last year's induction? I did. Okay. Yeah. So and How was that, that was it was awesome. It's so nice. We kind of changed the format this last go around. We usually have someone um, come and speak on behalf of the athletes um, as well as the athletes speaking. We just had the athletes speak this year, mm -hmm. but it's always so cool just to see the names and faces of Oklahoma who want to come out and support. And like Matt Hoffman's there and people like you and me who've yeah. been really heavily influenced by these people. So it's neat to see like Hannah how giddy and fanatic some people get. And they're all like, can I go up and talk to them? Can I ask for autographs? Is that cool? Is that okay? <laughs> it's so true, though, because, like, I mean, when you have, like, your idol or someone, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, your idol, I mean, you just geek out when you've seen them. You know, act, you lose all body, bodily functions, it's, right? It's so true. And I'm like, yeah. I, this is a professional work environment. How, you know, yeah. can I go up and ask for autographs? And but carrying around a Matt Hoffman helmet with you for him to sign, kind of like that's what I'd be like. Right, you know? yeah, oh, and I got that, whatever it is. Matt Hoffman's signature at this last go round, and yeah. you know we have signing events with them, but I wanted to get specifically one of Matt's, and you know I go up, and it's the end of the night, you know we've all been like rushing around to clear up the events, and I go up to him and I'm like, man, you're like, you're so freaking badass, can I get an <laughs> autograph? And then I go, wow, I'm at a work function, yeah. probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he, but he's like said, he just seems like a normal guy. Yeah, he's and he's like, really cool yeah, about it. But I was like, deal. and it just came out, and I go, oh, uh, not good, Lauren. You know? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, but it's at the end of the night. It's yep. not like it's right at the beginning, and you haven't you haven't ruined his night, right? Right. So, <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't yeah. ruin his night. Sorry, Matt Hoffman, yeah. if you're listening. You know. Uh, Hopefully you don't remember him being weird. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, you have a lot of events and you do a lot of community involvement stuff too, Mm -hmm. right? Because like I'm looking at, you know, the core values here is inspire Mm -hmm. youth, preserve history, remember the heroes, define excellence, and then educate and entertain. And that's probably a lot of what people don't see behind the scenes that you guys Mm -hmm. actually do day to day. You know, you build all this. Yeah. Um, tell, Tell me about some of that stuff. Yeah, and that's all the behind the scenes are great office staff and they do Red Ribbon, which is the drug-free initiative for the entire state of Oklahoma. So we reach out if you were ever in school in Oklahoma, you'll remember them. So we have the poster essay contests where each year kids can, you know, submit their entries for the theme and they get to come to our banquet um, to recognize, you know, we're trying to build healthy habits, you know, De- non-alcohol dependence, drug dependence, um, and just really reaching out to kids and instilling Jim Thorpe's ideals in them of, you know, be the best you can be, work hard, practice, um, and be healthy. And it's great to see all of the kids get involved. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's cool because I remember doing that as a kid, but I had no idea that Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame ran it. I was just like, oh, it's, you know, right. the Red Ribbon campaign. And that's kind of all I remembered about it. Yeah. It's so cool to just have, I mean, I know that people can see anything they want to see on the internet about their Mm -hmm. idols, right? Pretty much anything you want. But to come here and see, you know, a jersey that's been worn by that person or a helmet Mm -hmm. and just kind of see it up close, there's nothing that really beats that, is there? There isn't. And I think that's why museums still do so well is you get to see the physical thing that someone held. And that's what I geek out over. Um, And especially in our archives, we've got, you know, 90% back there and only about 10% on display. So when I get to touch something that, you know, Jim Thorpe may have worn, these were his medals that he had on his jersey. And then you just freak out. You're like, whoa, this is literally the piece of history in my hands. Yeah. Um, And then you could probably watch a video or documentary of him running and collecting that medal. And you're like, oh, like, this is it. Yeah. And seeing that behind the scenes stuff, you're like, whoa, I'm a part of stewarding this history, even though, you know, I wasn't the one who got the medal and wasn't a part of the history that the media saw. You're like... I get to be able to take care of this artifact and put it on display and let other people see it so mm-hmm. they can remember. And yeah. that's that's really cool. It's really what grabs my heart and why I love doing museum work. Mm-hmm. It just inspires youth, didn't it? It inspires you know, like, well, the next generation, the youth of, being, uh, of the public coming up. And, and I'm sure it just in, it also inspires other people too because mm-hmm. they see like, wow, like this can be done or... Yeah, their legacy still living on and I mean it's just sport changes so many things it really does and I don't know if there's anything quite as powerful as sport for like the popular culture it's such a unique thing in itself um and you know like in Oklahoma it's you know church and then college football you know they're hand they go hand yeah, in hand I agree yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that was one thing I had to get used to was coming over and being like yeah, what do you do on Sunday? Uh, I just watch football. Go to church mm-hmm. and watch football. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, well, I'm, it took me a while to understand football too. But uh, right, yeah. Yeah, and then just I mean, how big it is because 
even in high school, it's massive. And I always compare this to to back home, like our high school f- rugby and football mm-hmm. games or soccer games. You would get maybe ten, fifteen people come and watch, and it's usually like girlfriends that would come out to watch. Right. Yeah. Out here, you've parents. Come, yeah, yeah. Our parents. Yeah. yeah. Our parents were usually working, so they never really came out. <laughs> but usually, you know, you you have such the sports in the states and in this state is so cool because you have you know a couple of thousand people come out to a to a game mm-hmm. and a couple of thousand people might even come to a basketball game two times a week you know it's like it, right, it, it yeah. involves the entire town and some of these small towns that are in the state you know it, it revolves around everything that they do right for it's sure like it's the kids that are playing yeah the whole culture around it it's yeah. not just you know one kid's playing in a game and it's just your kid and it doesn't affect anyone else they have bake sales to raise money and everyone gets together to do the car wash to raise money and there's flyers all over the school and it's such a different level of rivalry um and like what was the biggest sports culture you had growing up back home rugby was the Mm -hmm. the biggest one and i played until i was i was i grew up I was quite tall as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then when people started growing up to my age, I quit because they could hit me as hard as I could hit them. And I stopped. So I played golf yeah. instead. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, yeah, go- r- yeah, rugby and football, or soccer, or what you guys call it, mm-hmm. was like is like the main thing back home. Yep. Um, but like you said, you don't really you don't have baseball. You don't have American football. You don't have, as for the girls sports, you wouldn't have mm-hmm. softball. You know, you just, all volleyball. You just, there's so many sports out here that kids can play and get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and sports are just such a great vehicle for, you know, for the kids to learn at something that they're passionate about. They can learn so many, like all my greatest values I think I have is from being, from playing golf. It's you know, so true. Just growing yeah. up around people. And, and coaches are such huge mentors. Um, and even anyone outside of sports, if you've done theater or band or orchestra, any kind of organized group like that, it, whoever your director is, is such a mentor to you. And you become best friends with all those people you know that's your core group of friends and the people you learn the most from and I had so many instances like that when I was in orchestra as well and it's yeah my lifelong friends came from that group so you guys do um obviously you have a lot of events through the year the biggest one is obviously the induct inducting of the hall of fame what's kind of the up and coming events you guys have our next one is the children's challenge and that's part of our bright path youth program that ties into Red Ribbon, um, our health campaign. And that's hosted every year, um, usually in May. Um, and that's at Capitol Hill High School. And we bring all of the Oklahoma City school kids out to do a track and field meet, kind of modeled after how you know Jim Thorpe ran and his events. Um, and so kids will compete, they get medals. And it's just a really fun day at the end of the year for kids to get in that little last bit of learning history as well um, yeah. but just have you know a good way to blow off steam um, and build that support through the community and um, the Jim Thorpe Rehabilitation Center and Paycom come out and so many great volunteers just volunteer and help yeah. and we appreciate all of them. How do people get involved to volunteer? Um, you can call us at our main office we're always happy to have volunteers but it's not so much a formal thing. Um, if you're part of any group, we're happy to have you. We have leadership luncheons um, and a couple events sprinkled out throughout the whole year. Um, but yeah. if you like doing check-in, working with people, or just kind of want to see our behind the scenes of you know 
-hmm. We have the museum, the organization, and just anything like that. We're always happy to have him. Yeah, I, I think I'd be interested in that, just to come and just to get involved and help out. I'm, I'm obviously a golfer, so you have a golf tournament coming up too, which mm -hmm. in I'd the love summer. to be involved in. Yeah. Know. Yeah, that's really, I mean, it just seems like connecting with everybody that's out here and, you know, not just being a location where people just come and walk through and that's it. You know, you do exactly. a lot more. The, the museum is just a part of the organization that you guys have exactly yeah so and it's it used to be two parts and a couple years ago we combined under the oklahoma sports hall of fame kind of umbrella but yeah it's interesting because we work almost as two separate entities mm -hmm. but then we come together and combine for all of our events and do all of this outreach yeah. and i love doing outreach that's one of my passions we're hoping to build out a children's corner in the museum that's going to be completely interactive we are going to model it kind of after a locker room, and okay. we'll have lockers with jerseys from the Energy, um, the Thunder, and the Dodgers, so yeah. kids can try them on and take pictures, and you feel like you're immersed you're in, in a that. Room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we will have one of those jump height sensors, you know, where you test your vertical oh, jump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and your wingspan, and we'll have Hall of Famers, uh, basketball players on the wall there, so you can do more interactive um, stuff, because I've noticed a lot of times at museums, you know, kids will have a short attention span. They'll see stuff, they'll think it's cool, but they're not going to read a whole paragraph of text. Um, they're much more interested in the movies, so we're like, okay, that's the one thing we really don't have yet is an interactive area for kids. And so we were just tossing around ideas with our yeah. head curator, and we're like, yeah, let's build this out. We can make this work, make it a possibility. And I mean, within a week, we had designs, budget, everything yeah. down, and we just go, okay, we're making this work. It's that was done, the yeah. fastest I think we've ever That's come so up and cool. set down an idea. Right. And that must be great for you to go through that process and just have that kind of like, everyone has an open mind to it. It'll be really cool, you know, from a design aspect too, mm -hmm. to just kind of kind of have a lot of freedom as well to design the space, um, you know, because just looking around that this the displays are really cool mm -hmm. you know it's not like when I mean, you can see them from all over the room you don't have to be right in front of them so you can get a lot of a lot of people through here that can see right, them, right? you don't have yeah to, like, it's not like the mona lisa you just kind of stand in front of and it and crowd wait. around it yeah yeah exactly and that's that's definitely one advantage we have we downsized our space from our old location but the flow in here seems to work so much better it's you know it follows the windows around the ballpark and it's more or less kind of a big loop yeah. that goes through and the flow works really well and like you can see everything from everywhere so no matter where you're at you don't have to wait and then you're like okay now i'm bored with this i'll move on yeah, you can see in, everything if you want if to if you're coming in with kids and you just like like they can just kind of run around and and see everything they want you don't have to like hold them down yeah pin yeah. them down be like no we yeah. have to walk don't touch anything yeah there's that whole museum etiquette and yeah it's nice you know we we don't have to worry about that so much um, right. and especially with the kids corner will be nice because a lot of the times kids just here in museums, you know, don't touch anything, hands to yourself, you know, there's a proper way to act, so to speak. And we're like, throw that out the window. We want you guys to interact with the sports, mm -hmm. you know, learn something from interacting, you know, manipulating things, touching things, looking at videos instead of just reading a panel of text. So right. we really want to be able to engage 
everyone and how everybody learns. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a visual learner, so I like all the videos we have in here. Some people like audio tours, so yeah. we're trying to bring in everything if we can. And you guys have two main awards, is that right, for mm -hmm. the year? So you have the Paycom Jim Thorpe Award and then the Warren Spahn. How do you say his name? Spahn? Warren Spahn. Spahn, yeah, yeah. Okay, Warren Spahn Award. And that's, yeah. Um, and tell, I, tell me about like each of those awards. Yeah, the Paycom Jim Thorpe Award, we partner with Paycom um, to give away it's the best defensive back in college football. Okay. So we start a preseason watch list um, every year and just follow different college players who embody the ideals of Jim Thorpe. And we're really watching for character as well as how they play. So you might be a fantastic player, but we're looking at those gentlemen who go above and beyond um, to help out their community and who are just really solid, good young men who are going to, you know, make us proud for years to come. Mm -hmm. And a lot of award winners come back to the award ceremony every year, um, and they're really involved. Cool. And we really like and appreciate that. And that's a cool one. That's another one that's pretty star-studded. Yeah. And the Warren Spawn Award is for best left-handed pitcher um, in Major League Baseball. And they dedicated a statue to him in Hartshorn, Oklahoma, this past year. And that was neat. Our head curator went to that. And we do a display at the very front of the museum highlighting each of those awards every year. Okay. And those, the people, people who have won these awards, mm -hmm. are they all Oklahomans? Or are they just kind of just in the... They're from all over. Yeah, okay. yeah. And okay. so that is the one part of us where you can be from anywhere to win these awards. That's, that is really yeah. cool because it just widens, you know, and brings brings everybody in. It, it creates more awareness about Oklahoma, but also brings everybody in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Going down, kind of going down the list, I didn't... I, it says with it, you know, the Jim Thorpe list of the previous um, winners, and it says, you know, they're from all over, and that's kind of why I was trying to figure out, are they Oklahomans that are at different universities, or yeah. is it just people from all uh, over? Yeah, they're from... But it is people from all over. Every single university. Um, and you have at Oklahoma winners. Um, yeah, which is cool. Which is, which is really cool to have that. Yeah. So what is, like, your process in that? Do you, are you involved in that kind of stuff? Yeah, not so much the selection process, but once we get in the artifacts, um, I process them, so... Yeah. Um, our head curator reaches out. Usually we get a jersey and a helmet from everybody. Okay. Um, we try to get them to sign the helmet or jersey if they can. And then, you know, our main area here where we've got the helmets hung up on the walls and the videos and everything. So yeah. I put jerseys on mannequins and pin those up and make sure they look good. Get with our graphic designer and design the panels and get those printed out. Mm -hmm. um, but it's mostly kind of wait until we get the stuff from them. And the install isn't, isn't too much. Right. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? piece in here or that's not on display uh, not on display um we have a travel trunk from lloyd wainer paul and lloyd wainer the baseball brothers and it's really cool his daughter um recently moved and she was like hey would you guys like to come look at some stuff we have she reached out to us and we're like yeah the what like wainer the wainer family yeah of course and it's you know huge trunk it's probably three and a half feet tall two and a half feet wide and it still had travel tokens from when he took, you know, rail cars to and from games. Wow. It's beautiful carved wood, you know, red on the end, red velvet on the inside, has pull-out drawers and, you know, little drawers for your rings and hangers for clothes. And yeah. I just thought that was so cool because it ties, you know, what was going on in sports at that time with just the general history. 
I'm like, the older it is, the cooler I think it is. I'm like, yeah. give me something that's like an old shard of pottery. I'm like, that's really cool <laughs> to me. Well, we don't have, I mean, I don't know anyone that owns a travel trunk now. Like, you just don't see it. Right, yeah. It's, it's a suitcase. It's but such a vintage that, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's been, I mean, I'm sure it's not very, it's, it's probably quite a piece of, quite a big piece of furniture, right? Mm-hmm. A big, big piece of luggage or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Do you have a, a favorite that's on display? On display... I would say Shannon Miller's Olympic jersey, okay. maybe. And that's, you know, back to my gymnastics yeah, background. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I really, I'm really focused on that. Um, and I like, like Scott Verplank stuff um, and Bob Tway. I yeah. went to high school with Bob Tway's daughter. So okay. just has growing up and having there. that name. Yeah. So yeah. it has that kind of personal tie for them. Yeah. That's really cool. What about um, like the process of, of kind of, do you reach out to a lot of families to try and get stuff or do they kind of just call you guys? How does that work? It's a little bit of each. Every once in a while we'll get someone who randomly reaches out to us saying, you know, hey, I found something in an estate sale or it's usually direct family of someone who's been in the Hall of Fame. Um, But most of the time during the year, especially when our inductions happen, our head curator, Justin, he reaches out to the families or, you know, to the athlete to ask if they'd like to donate anything. Um, We don't do a ton of loans, but every once in a while, you know, if there's something with the family or they'd like it back, we'll we'll do a loan every once in a while. Um, But I'd say more likely than not, it's us reaching out to them. Okay. Yeah. That must be, I mean, just the stuff that people probably have in their house or in their backyard or whatever it is. Right. That they just just sat there, you know, and and it goes with every museum too. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you just get that phone call and you're like, yes, we'll take it now. Like we're on our way. We're coming to get it. I don't care what it takes us to get out there. We're going to go and we're going to pick it up. Have you had any like kind of peculiar phone calls of weird artifacts that people want to kind of hand you all the time and it's it's really tough you have to create your collections policy of you know how many pieces do you usually take in how do you handle those what are you looking for and Mm -hmm. it all ties in and fits with your mission statement um and not so much with this museum since sports are a little more contemporary but definitely at the last museum i worked at we would have people drop stuff off at our doorstep with no note, no way to contact them. And we have no idea what, what is. this yeah. thing is. You're like, okay, what's the significance of this to the local history? And you feel really bad because you can't put it on display. You, you know, you're like, yeah. how do we clean this up? Or, you know, we've had motor oil and, you know, corrosive materials. And we're like, we can't keep this in the collection. You know, how do we deal with this? Right. But at least here we haven't run into anything ridiculously weird yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's always a chance, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you work in museums, there's always something that's going to pop uh, up that's have weird. Have had people kind of try and give you stuff? I mean, you've got to go through and, like, authenticate everything, too. Mm-hmm. So have you had people just, like, give you stuff that's, like, this is not real? Like, how is that? What's that process like of authentication? It's, you basically just have to do a thorough interview with the family and luckily, people here are pretty honest. They're not going to yeah. try to dupe you with something. Um, and we have run into a couple mild cases with Jim Thorpe artifacts mm-hmm. where it's just tough to make sure that this was his, um, coming from different sides of his family. Um, but we haven't had anything that we weren't able to authenticate or weren't able to take in because of that. And yeah. It's doing a lot of your research on the front end of things. Because um, it's always tough to bring something in and then go, oh, uh, we didn't really look yeah. thoroughly at what this was. 
So actually, this is not famous at all. We thought at all. Yeah, yeah. just a piece of wood. Yeah, Um, yeah. But luckily, yeah, since everything is a lot more contemporary, we can usually go to the family and say, "Hey, is this an actual thing?" Are they fairly involved with everything down here? Yeah, they really are. Um, And that's so cool because you don't only get to meet the main athlete. You get to meet their family or their coaches when they were a kid, you know, their yeah. high school family. So it really, it literally does span the entire state and states beyond. People are so influenced by them. Right. Are his family still in, are they in Oklahoma or they, where do they? There's, um, one of his sons lives in Texas, I believe, okay. but he still has two sons that are living, Jim Thorpe does, and they are fantastically involved. They come to almost all of our events if they can. Yeah. Um, and they're both in their 90s, so... That's just crazy to think, you know, Jim Thorpe passed away um, in 1953, and both of it, you know, some of his kids are still around, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's really cool to have that, and to have the families just so willing to be involved. I'm sure they really appreciate everything you guys do as well. Yeah. Because it's just the quality of things that you do. I mean, it's amazing to see Yeah, we appreciate that. Thanks, you know? yeah. And I know this isn't just, you know, this is a day off as well for you guys, but everything's, you know, everything's really cool, and... And then, again, it goes to just a relocation. This is such a perfect spot for you guys. It is. I mean, a sports museum located next to the ballpark. How yeah. perfect is that? Yeah. Yeah, and the balcony is just perfect as yeah. well. So do you have people come watch games out here? Um, we usually don't let them. We close down yeah. at 5 on game nights, but we're hoping we can work something out where we're able to let people come through. Right. But it's tough because we have a gate that opens up into the ballpark. So we're yeah. like, okay, if people come through here for free, are they going to try to, you know, right. view the game? Um, but if batting practice is going on, mm-hmm. as long as it's not an actual game, yeah. yeah, we let people watch batting practice and, you know, pop flies will land on our roof every once in a while. Yeah. And they're really loud. It'll scare the living daylights out of us. <laughs> and then we go up on the roof and we'll collect all of the yeah. pop balls and hand them out to kids when they come in or, you know, as like a little token right. souvenir thing, and that's fun. I like doing that. So yeah, just a, I mean, a ball from anywhere for a little kid. It just puts a smile on the face. Right. Yeah, it? and it's oh, it's so cute when they yeah. come in and you get to see them. You know, they're like, I can really have it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You're like, yeah, you can. I think it'd be really cool to have like I don't know. I'm sure you could. You've thought about it. Just having like a member, kind of a membership base where you could have. You know, this place is open during games for if you're a member. That would be really cool to just come in and, and kind of experience everything and sit out on the balcony and have yeah. a beer and watch, watch the games. Uh, yeah, and we'd love to work with, you know, one of the local breweries or something oh, yeah. like that. To We'd be happy to rent out or, you know, give them the balcony space, like yeah. the Devon Energy Deck and everything else in the ballpark. So it's like, yeah, if you want to set up and use our space, we'll partner with you. And, right. you know, one of the staff will stay here for a couple hours on mm-hmm. game nights and work something out because I think that'd be really really fun well, like museum and pub so yeah, <laughs> yeah. right and I, our local brewery scene has is, is just been exploding it, uh, for real yeah you know last three to five years which is great and they're actually like fairly decent beer too it's not like <laughs> yeah. it's not like these guys oh we're just gonna try it and they suck no they're very right, very yeah. good at and it a homebrew guy it. that's like hey tells all your family like try my beer yeah and you're like oh, I mean like, yeah it's it beer yeah <laughs> No, it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff down here that, that kind of, and it just brings it back. Everything evolves around sports mm-hmm. um, and just building community, building connections and, you know, relationships around a common love. And it just brings you, and I think competition too, just if you can compete at something, it just kind of brings, makes that friendship much better. Right, yeah. And being in OKC, we have the opportunity to work with so many other museums. Mm-hmm. So we're just 
you know, even when we were off of Lincoln, you know, we were only four or five miles away, if that, from where we are now. But we were just separate enough. But down here, we can go run brochures to all the museums. Yeah. Um, I do our social media, so I'm, you know, that's how I found yeah, yeah, yeah. that this is open. That's how yeah. I found you guys. Yeah. Um, and just being able to connect with so many people and mm-hmm. just see what's going on. You know, is there an opportunity for us to volunteer somewhere, set up a booth at a game? We've yeah. partnered with the OKC Blue and done their museum night um, mm-hmm. and set up tables there and interacted with just a different group of people who might not come through the museum, but we're like, hey, we're related to sports. Even if you just want to take a look at our website or our info pamphlet, like just say, hey, we're here, take a sticker. You know, if you ever want to come in, we're free. You know, Everyone loves a free sticker. Exactly, that's the thing. (laughs) And being a free museum in downtown Oklahoma City, I think is really helped set us apart. Yeah. Um, And people will come up here looking for the old restaurant that used to be here five years ago, and they're like, you kind of look around and they're like, this isn't the restaurant anymore, is it? And we're like, no, we're a museum, but if you want to take a look Come around. around yeah. And, you know, they might just take a quick 20-minute look, but they're like, whoa, that was so cool. I had yeah. no idea you were here. And we're like, yeah, we're pretty cool. We're kind of, we're up on that second floor, so we're kind of tucked away, mm-hmm. but still being on that main plaza of Bricktown yeah. has helped us out so much. Yeah, it's it's a cool spot. I'm hoping, I mean when the construction is done outside. Yeah, if it's ever done, it's, <laughs> it's construction. Done. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys, I'm sure, will get a lot more foot traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a favorite thing for working here? Is there one thing that just, like, keeps me coming back? I think the people in the office, honestly. Yeah. I've never had a day working here where I've had to drag myself out of bed in the morning. Um, and just the creativity we can have, the open options of, you know, we actually have money to work with here. You know, we have... Right budgets to do exhibit build outs we can do cool opportunities to podcast and talk to people and i really like having my hand in a bunch of different things um instead of kind of just being pigeonholed like okay you only work on archives you take in artifacts you accession them and that's it so i was like yeah i like being able to get out and do outreach too yeah and um, do you get to travel a lot around the state to do that stuff, or no, is it mainly just kind of me- city metro area? Mainly city metro. Um, I'd love to do more outreach, but mm-hmm. um, usually just travel. It's kind of it's tough schedule wise, yeah. and I do a lot of outreach, you know, from my desk. But right. I'm like anybody who wants to reach out, we're always looking to do something, do stuff yeah. with other people. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, if, you know, reach out to us too. I'm happy to set something up. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well. Thank you for taking the time. This has been really cool to kind of just learn more about the space. And I'm, I'm no doubt the people listening now know where this place is and, mm-hmm. you know, can jump on the website, uh, Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame dot org. And what's your social media handle? Um, on Twitter, we're Jim Thorpe Award and Instagram, we're OSHOF, Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame. Okay. And then we have Facebook if you just search us on Facebook. Awesome. And if you guys want to reach out or volunteer or become a sponsor and all that kind of stuff, you can reach out. And you have, is it info at, what's the email address? Yeah, info at OKSportsHallOfFame.org. Or if you even want to use my work email, it's lschlepp, S-C-H-L-E-P-P, at okaysportshalloffame.org, too. Awesome. Well, again, Lauren, thank you for your time. This is really cool. To yeah, just thanks for coming in. out. That yeah, was cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool to just dive in and, and you know, listen what it's like for you to work here and, and 
behind the scenes and love what you do and have a great team and also just to see the work that you guys do and the outreach and I mean just this location has made you guys so much better mm-hmm. um, I love it so thank you so much I really yeah, appreciate it thanks awesome thanks for listening guys catch you next episode bye thank you for listening we are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston, mixed by Alan Brown, with music by Chad Duro.